Welcome to the Millennial Soul Food Podcast. I'm your host, Keontse. Today's show, episode 15, is What's the Spiritual Tea with James E. Stewart, aka The Conjure Cleaner. Enjoy. What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? What's up? How are y'all doing? We are episode 15. I cannot believe that this is already episode 15. Time is moving by so quickly, and I really appreciate the support of everybody. We recently reached 3,000 plays, so... I really, I really, really appreciate all of your support. Thank you for leaving reviews on iTunes. If you haven't already, please leave a review on iTunes. Um, I We love the five-star reviews, period. Um, if you leave a review, I will definitely read it out on the show, um, which is what I wanted to do a little bit before we get started um, with the episode with... One of my faves, James E. Stewart, a.k.a. The Conjure Cleaner. Um, so, yeah, let's start out by reading a review. So, I received a review. This was back um, last Friday. So, this is from Jay Ebony. Blessed to have found this podcast with the praise the Lord hands. Hanuddy. Uh, five-star rating. Thank you so much. Um, okay, so okay, so I've recently began to indulge in my spirituality. It's been about a month now, and I am looking for everything I can to learn more and really dig deep. All my life, I have always had a feeling of being slightly gifted because I have had very vivid dreams of things that later I found out happened while I was sleeping or shortly after some very scary stuff. I have started writing them down and keeping track. I'm finally embracing it during this time of wanting spiritual healing and being closer with my ancestors, etc. I stumbled upon this podcast and with just listening to the most recent episode, I feel fulfilled. Oh my God. The host is great and very funny. I'm loving the vibes. I've also already learned a lot. I will keep listening and I highly recommend this podcast. Yes! We are here for the accolades. Me, my spirit guys are here for the accolades. Period. If you listening to this, we create a portal through our interaction, through your interaction with the knowledge I'm dropping, through your interaction with me, through this medium, we're creating a portal for spiritual and personal development, for spiritual ascension, point blank, period. Um, yeah, I forgot to say, say my intro. Um, I'm Keonce, Keon Dillon. Uh, I'm a New Orleans-based spiritual life and business coach, tarot reader, cosmonaut, hoodoo mystic, and just all around, period, witch, bruja. Um, thank you so much for listening to the show. And again, thank you for the reviews. If you would like to donate to the show, um, to keep things running, because I do all of this on my own. I do all of the editing. I do all the research. You know, this takes a lot of time and effort. If you want to thank me, if you want to donate to the spirits, 
to keep this going so you can keep this channel going, huh, nutty? This physical channel. Um, so I can keep it going. You can Venmo me at K-E-O-N-D-I-L-L-O-N. Um, or you can send me a PayPal through my email, which is K-E-O-N-D-I-L-L-O-N at gmail.com. That's my personal email. Um, also, you can send me a cash app. Um, so that is going to be the dollar sign E-L-D-R-A. And rewind this if you need me to repeat it, if you need a, a repeated version. But um, yeah, I think it's time for us to get into the show. I'm so glad that um, James was able to come back. It's always a great time. Um, definitely, that's that's my boy. Um, so I hope you enjoy the show. And also, I'm gonna I'm gonna just do a whole segment on Capricorn advice hashtag Capricorn advice because I got a lot of submissions. Thank you so much for everyone to everyone who submitted. Um, yes, enjoy the show. Welcome to the show. We have James E. Stewart of The Conjure Cleaner. How have you been doing? I am so, 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 so good. <laughs> yes. Um, well, there's been a lot going on since um, our episode. This was, we did our last episode on April 21st. And that was, oof. That was like about a month before all the stuff happened. Um, not all this stuff, but literally the Black Lives Matter uprising. Um, oh my God, yeah. How have you been faring? It's been a it's been an interesting summer, and thank you for having me back. Um, it's it's been a upside down, left ways, all sorts of ways kind of summer. Mm-hmm. Um. So where I know that you're in um you're in Durham. How are things mm-hmm. there? Um. Did you, what have you been doing? Have you been, like, going out to any um, protests or what? You know, this is crazy. So when everything was happening, I instantly felt, um, like, flushed all over my body. And mm-hmm. I felt so triggered because, um, like, I've had interactions with the police that <laughs> were not good. Mm-hmm. And that triggers like rage that triggers like um just to get a little personal too personal it it so i have had sexual assault and that is in the same realm of like i don't have power over my body right now Mm -hmm. and knowing in that moment knowing that down the road you have no it's this weird simultaneous moment of like like no matter what i do i'm fucked like Mm -hmm. You have more power over me now, and you have power over me down the road if I want to, you know, try to get justification. It's just like this, you know, wow Hmm. Mm -hmm. moment. So that kind of got re-triggered for me, seeing a lot of, um, seeing a lot of this come back up. Mm -hmm. And um, I know for myself, like, I wanted to go down and march but my spirits i remember i went down to one march and my spirits were like 
this ain't where you're supposed to be. Hey, um, and hey, I, say <laughs> it. Say it. Like, and I've marched in the past. Like, when I lived mm-hmm. in L.A., I would march. Um, and this time, I got the direct message of, like, you're not supposed to be here, and that's mm-hmm. okay. Like, know that you're supposed to be back at home doing a different type of work for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got that message loud and clear. Wow, that's very interesting because, yeah, I feel like a lot of people were, like, on that. I didn't do any protesting. Um, I mean, and, you know, I've donated money and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. I wasn't out in these streets. Um, I've done posts about it, but I definitely was in the streets when I lived in Chicago and stuff. But yeah. this felt different. And then I think I also, like, protests are really triggering because, like, it's a lot of people. It's kind of, like, trippy to be, like have an identity that's very close to the group that is being mourned, you know? So it's kind of like, feels like being at your own funeral sometimes, you know, to a protest, because it's like, damn, people, like, looking at you, especially white people looking at you, like, I mean, and I understand people being, like, empathetic and stuff like that, but even that is, like, a lot. But, you know, like, looking at you, like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, and I'm like, you know, like... I know. People looking at me like I'm the dead person, which makes total sense, but... For me, it's triggering because it's like, I don't know, it's like you're, the condolences don't do anything. Uh-huh. It's, it's like, I, I, I don't know if I had to check myself or what, but like something about this year was when a lot of like white acquaintances and friends were like pouring out messages to me of like, are you okay? I just want to check in. Da, da, da. And my initial response was like, don't uh uh uh-uh. no i don't need none of this <laughs> yeah then, right like, maybe i guess like i get that you guys don't know what to do right now like initially my response was like what is this white guilt like don't bring it to my doorstep because i don't need it and i don't know what to do with it because mm-hmm. i'm i'm mitigating my own shit like mm-hmm. but then i was like okay guess you're trying to figure out we're all trying to figure this out together mm-hmm. you know in our own different ways but um yeah any amount like i i don't know what to do with white guilt like i don't know what to don't bring it here because i'm not um yeah but like i get that that feeling of like it's weird especially when people are like i'm so sorry i'm so uh, guilt is super intense i I, I don't know i can't (laughs) like go my god i can't deal with this right now (laughs) So yeah, I use your privilege to end this shit because that'd be great. (laughs) And yeah, I think it's good that you weren't out there. You know, I was saying like black people didn't really need to be out in the streets Uh because it's just putting yourself in danger, basically. Like, and there are, I mean, I think protesting and like those types of uprisings and stuff like are important for um, like eventual or like organization of people. Like, you know, Uh but it kind of has to move past the step because, I mean, you know, I do really feel like the, um, I I don't, I can't remember if you made a post about this, but Breonna Taylor has definitely become like a, you know, a kind of like catchphrase or whatever. Is that Uh, what they call it? Yeah. Um, just like, you know, oh my God, I'm going to take the garbage out. Did you know they haven't arrested the police? Blah, blah, blah. And I think it is important for like drawing attention to it. But at the same time, it's just weird to see like people, become like memeified not mummified but memeified right it is weird um 
it's like I I'm trying to remember. Um, actually, it was a couple of posts that I saw in hmm. uh, in friends' stories, and I was just like, "What are you doing though? Like, are you calling? Are you making calls? Are you sending emails? Are you um, taking any sort of action other than giving us a punchline and a pun?" And um, shit, like do that to me or one of my own and I'm gonna drag you like hmm. <laughs> right I really liked that um the post that you made about um making the phone calls to representatives and then having the um the crossing powder yeah I was like Ooh, I yeah. hope nobody touched their eyes after they do that cause lord but it was really cool because it's like symbolically like just when you're you say you might want to do it outside. It's like interesting because, you know, your hand looks bloody and stuff. And then it's like um, that's kind of representation of like the work or whatever, you know. And I'm, yeah. I guess for the listeners who don't really get what I'm talking about. So um, James posted um, and I, I think it was an IGTV um, post and it was basically um, like a no justice, no peace ritual um and it was it was like using like it wasn't it hot foot powder or something it was this powder that i made um that i titled the heat but it was essentially like i there's a cemetery that i've worked with and done volunteer work for the group that's associated with it and that's um like i went there and petitioned and asked for help to mm-hmm essentially make it an aggressive spiritual powder against racists and police uh for people who are doing that work right now and that's the powder that i was using in my hand while i was praying um and i don't know how many other organizations have these sort of like phone trees for um victims of police brutality in cases that have just like are not solved or brought to any sort of justice mm-hmm. um but brianna taylor they definitely have a phone tree that goes through all the different offices um like and you just stay on the line and it keeps rolling well i thought that was a really cool um ritual that you were doing on there but also i don't know yeah i think it was a time for us to kind of i don't know i was looking at a lot of historical stuff like i felt like it was a time for people to be, um, I guess, practicing self-care, especially black people, um, mm-hmm. and connecting more with ancestors and spirituality. Yeah, it was interesting because the energy, like, there was, like, a whole, like, I felt like an upwelling of energy, like, at the beginning of June, and then, like, you know, everybody was posting, and then, um, now the energy just feels kind of like really scattered and strange and then all this stuff with these celebrities started coming out you know what i mean um so i mean we can talk about that in a little bit because i do want to talk about the um just some pop culture stuff but yeah i don't know it's just weird times back then but i am glad that you were um practicing some kind of self-care and stuff like that and um i am glad that more like white people have been accountable and you know trying to do some form of the work yeah i don't know like how your summer has been but like the word that i kept getting was grounding 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 because 
it was just like the past couple of weeks and like I took a sabbatical off of doing readings for people because I was like I can't yeah out um I can't pull cards for nobody not that like it was just like I there's so much in the air right now and Mm -hmm. I can't deal with like I need all my energy grounded I need you know uh, my feet constantly on the grass I need to you know um, and I'm just now getting to a place of like okay I feel very level I feel very even keel I feel very um, stable in what's going on but like looking around a lot of people are like spinning out and like losing footing and kind of like you know one foot here one foot in the air mm-hmm. Um it's a very it's a very intense time right now yeah and i feel like i mean i was saying this like maybe last year but it is very important that people um drink their water and like eat healthy and like eat greens and Mm. stuff like that because literally like we are going through like a spiritual ascension moment but it's Spiritual ascension here looks very ugly. Like, you know. It's like... <laughs> it sure does. Like, this because is not... Because people don't want to acknowledge it. Exactly. This isn't necessarily the ancestral realm where, like, you know, everyone has wings and is wearing white and shit. It's like, <laughs> actually, <laughs> for shit to really even out here, uh-huh. it's got to get ugly. And yeah, I also, honestly, I'm a very, like, I guess I'm, like, a kind of Gaia Earth consciousness person, and I do feel like the Earth is, like, kind of, ex- um, kind of, like, projecting anxiety out, sort of. Or not anxiety, but I feel like the Earth is anxious right now. And I think yeah. that's a lot of the, what is messing up our frequencies. Not messing up our frequencies, but we're just living in very, um, like, unstable times. Like, the system that we live in, you know, economic system is very unstable, um mm-hmm. and so I feel like that is kind of what we're feeling um but it's a lot because people need to be eating like healthy and drinking their water because getting all these downloads and stuff and I don't know it's like a lot of wear and tear on the body yeah but um, um yeah and I don't want to throw you off because I, I still want to talk about celebrity but when you said about earth that made me think about the moon and um, the recent story about the witches who were trying to hex the moon. Have you heard about Oh my God, let's talk about that. I, okay. te- I Was this a TikTok thing? Yes. Jesus, yes. let's talk about it. Because mm-hmm. how the, um, so they were, tell me, okay, so what, what were they trying to do? So I was trying, my whole thing was like, why? Like, why, like, why would you want to? And then I found somebody said they were trying to um, assert dominance and try to assert themselves essentially by hexing the moon, hexing the fae people, and hexing the sun. I don't know if they got to that, but like, you know, hexing these big celestial bodies and uh, spiritual groups to assert themselves. And that's how you uh, level up in their minds. That makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> also, it's kind of like, how are you going to hex the thing that people use to do hexes? Like, the moon is right. 
you know, you do though, like a new moon is like a hex time. Like, I don't get uh-huh. that. Doesn't make any sense, really. Like, and also, yeah. like, you literally, as a human, like, you can't hex the sun. The sun is like the supreme star of like our solar system. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Right. I feel like that's just some. I don't know. That might be some twenty twenty internet spell shit. That is so stupid. Also, like the moon is a mirror. Like the moon doesn't. Yeah, light. you're gonna hex it, yourself. I mean, the moon doesn't create its own light. It reflects light from the sun. So, like for me, it hit me like a day or so later. I was like, "This is a major lesson in reversal work." And like, uh, don't, don't. The moon's not gonna match your energy, boo boo. The right. moon's gonna reflect it and kill you. That feels kind of like one of those things, like a, a a Greek mythology thing, where they try to curse Zeus, and <laughs> Zeus comes down with like one of his many concubines. Like, what the? And then just yeah. like strikes him with lightning, because you know Zeus was a hoe. Um, did you know that? Yes. Oh, okay, I've been watching a lot of mythology stuff. That's one thing I've been very into that but yeah Zeus and then you know them figures be hoes right all the baby mamas be making everybody mad (laughs) Zeus's main she was mad as hell what was her name Hera Hera yeah Hera she went through a lot he did not need to treat her like that he was stepping out everywhere Hera would be like bitch if you don't mother (laughs) she show up and fuck everybody up it's like dang you need to be talking to Zeus because Zeus is out here thotting with all these with all these hoes out here. And I'm not now saying look, hoes to this be... This is a good segue into entanglements. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh my god, his new song is so good. Uh, what is it? It's like, um... The I definition of entanglement is when you're tangled in the sheets. Oh my... <gasps> and then he does like all these runs and stuff. It's so funny. <laughs> The definition oh, of entanglement. Hey, it. oh, it's good. Shit. I also I posted on Instagram. I'm kinda psychically entangled with um <laughs> with August Alcina. He, you know, I live here okay. in New Orleans, and he does have he has that swag of like you know like I work part time at T-Mobile or whatever. Right. But like. Also, I don't know. I I feel like he, I don't know. I like I like his image and stuff. I, I hope he's doing good with his money and stuff. He does kind of get have that image of like you know someone that like one of those like fine ass people that works at T Mobile and you're like, oh girl, what <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, I just came in here to buy some minutes. But um, yeah, I. <laughs> I I I I love the song, girl. Ooh, yes. And then he came out with this other um song. It's like um, I'm like literally doing all the marketing for him. Um, <laughs> hey, he's gonna hire you. you find this. It's like this song where he he's like, oh, it's like throw that. Oh, rounds. It's you. Any y'all need to listen to that song because he's like. I don't know. Someone in the comments said that they thought it was funny that he was dressed like in every outfit, like a mustard um, bottle and a bottle of ketchup, because he only wears like red and yellow in it. But um, and then, but it's a it's a cute song. But um, I don't know, man. I also was talking about this on IG Live. Um, 
you know, Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith were in involved in the Scientology. I don't know. Um, it just it's just a really interesting affair. You know what I mean? And I love talking about conspiracy theory and stuff like that. But it was just really What's interesting. This conspiracy theory around it. I don't know. I feel like there, I, I, people can do ritual unconsciously, and I just feel like there was some kind of energy stealing that was going on. But also, it was. I mean, Jada obviously admitted it that she was like coming from a hurt place. But yeah. I don't know. It's just like, I guess you just have to be in a certain place to like you know be with someone after like they have so much death in the family. And then they have gone through a lot of stuff, and they're 22 years old. Like, you know, like, I mean, I not like I'm degrading her from doing it. I mean, people do what they want to and stuff, but I don't know. It's just interesting. Just It's just a really weird power dynamic, you know? It is a really interesting thing. Um, I was talking to this guy I met on Instagram, Jake, I forgot his last name, um, on live last week, and we were talking about um, sex and sex magic and a lot of sort of like love stuff and it's like some the one thing that I've realized throughout the years is not everybody's built the same especially when it comes to sex and, and um, liberation and that sort of thing and also some people do have to realize that A you might be a sexual healer and B, that does not mean that you can and should be giving it away so easily because mm. people can smell and sense that and um, those are the types of people who will become leeches to you and your body. Like, mm-hmm. So you're saying so August is a sexual healer? Uh-huh. Are you saying August is one? Because, I mean, I saw that print in them... Uh- God is good. If I knew there was a God, I knew when I saw that bitch, I said, there has to be a God. God. I saw that. Ooh, it's making, I'm, ooh, I'm convulsing right now in the name of Jesus. He knows what he's doing. So he he was he. Ooh. <laughs> you don't post that kind of picture to be coy, girl. <laughs> that was anything but coy, right? Child, what were we even that? Ooh, I don't forgot but, what we were even talking about. Like, what are we doing right now? Are we taping a podcast? <laughs> Shit. What are we doing? Lord are Jesus. People? What year? What planet? <laughs> Where? Okay. All right. I'm grounded now. I'm back. Uh, Woo! Woo! Oh, God. I mean, ooh. August definitely is healing. So, who was the healer that you're proposing, though? I think it was... I'm not going to lie. I think it was August. And I think he, um, even though was in a place of pain, did not realize... um, I don't want to say, like, energy vampire type shit, but... um, Jada... Like... You just gotta be careful. Like, I don't think that was an equal sort of exchange of like physical love and energy. And, and her like, paying his no, medical I bills think that and was stuff. Getting something more out of an exchange than what was being put in. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, somebody on his end not fully knowing what the contract was. Mm hmm. 
Because he obviously, and I hate to sound, I hate, because usually, typically, I'm going to always be on the black woman's side and stuff. And, you know, uh-huh. I have shaded August a little bit and stuff. Because, you know, Jada's, she a bad, she bad. You know, I, I right. she, yeah, definitely. But in right. this case, it's like, you know, paying his medical bills and he's like 22 years old. Like he was really in love with him. Like, I mean, from that interview with um Angela Yee, I don't know if you watched it. Like literally this is, this is how I like have my downtime and chill out is watching <laughs> celebrity gossip. But, <laughs> but, and obvious, and also Angela Yee and him, you know, just from the vibes, I, could, I was like, y'all fuck too. But um oh 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 <laughs> <laughs> it was but the way Angela was looking you could tell she was like oh mm-hmm. and the, some of their questions were interesting like uh, just about eating eating booty and stuff but oh, um no. yeah but Jada um yeah he was he was I mean from that interview Lord he. That's an instance where, I don't know, I feel like she put something on him. Because I feel like they're both very special beings, you know what I mean? But I think Jada, with the amount of money she has and, you know, like, her, like, lifestyle and stuff like that, like, she is kind of, like, a goddess, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, I think August, August is very special, too. But I don't think she, I mean, I don't know if she was really, like, aware of the power that she has, you know what I mean? And especially, right, like, right. I think, I don't know, because I think you have to be kind of careful with that. Because Jada is a very strong feminine energy, you know what I mean? And uh-huh. Femme is like Kali, you know what I mean? It's like, come through and be like, okay. And because right now she's like, oh, yeah, there was an entanglement. And then he's over here like, I could die tomorrow. And I swear to God, I, I feel like I've just lived. Like, he literally said that. I'm like, right. what the? Yeah. What she put on him? Jada got that Erica Badu kind of yoni. <laughs> I'm like, she got changing niggas. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my god. But Jada, I don't know, and I don't know. It's like I, I really want to know. I want to understand the psychological implications of them being in Scientology because no one talks about that. Right. It's and yeah, and, and it's like, just interesting how people don't really get like a lot of times the media is two steps ahead of what people perceive. Like there's marketers who study the way that people think, you know what I mean? So it's like people don't really even get that their attention is being guided a lot of times when it comes to the, this kind of like celebrity news. So it's like what they no one's bringing up Scientology like um can we bring this up cuz this is obviously some energy play. <laughs> Well, okay, now that's why I'm wondering about the conspiracy theories, because people were saying, like, why are we talking about this now versus what we were talking about last week, which was, you know, police brutality and um, marches and a number of other things, Um, which on one hand, I can kind of see, like, the lead up to this was August's interview where he kind of hinted at some stuff with Jada and it was like, Ooh, did he, did they, what? Mm-hmm. And then Jada's like, you know what? I'm just gonna have a full on, um, red table talk about it. 12 minute red table talk, mind you. Yeah. I know. So you used to, you're basically saying that, um, do you feel like this is a distraction? Like all this stuff coming out? I don't like, 
I don't buy into that, but I could see a theory of like, um, with Scientology being at play, because I do feel like oh they yeah are yeah some puppet master religion cult like if Girl, they you... say a celebrity needs to jump, um, celebrity is jumping. And you know, <laughs> sex magic is real. And I mean, also yeah. like one. I mean, because one thing I've I've been doing a lot of. Um, I've been reading a ton of shit and like if throughout occult literature and if you just understand the way the energy works, sex magic is like the most potent magic that you can do that is like spawn like that's instantaneous, you know? It's like cause like, you know, like sex magic with like the sexual feelings, the lead up, the climax, all that kind of stuff, it's like it's you're tapping into a different element of consciousness than right. like quick more quickly than if you meditate it for like you know three days or something and eventually mm-hmm. was like at like a nirvana ecstasy moment so i don't know people shh, it's just something weird i think yeah the scientology i don't know if it's like uh they are traumatized because of it and that kind of made her more susceptible to trying to fill some types of voids. Cause she was saying this all on the red table talk, but I always just look at celebrity news as like with a, you know, a different eye or whatever, but it's just strange. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but August definitely, I wish him the best. His old, Ooh, I'm looking at pictures now, girl. I'm, ugh. he is beautiful girl. And this tattoo he has on his chest, child. What kind of tattoo is this? But then it's just interesting. And then Will Smith is so obsessed with his own image. <laughs> you know, I told oh I told Jada, you know, <laughs> I told her <laughs> she can't. <laughs> it's like, why are you always chuckling? Because he's hiding <laughs> shit. People who feel, those are called fillers. You hide and stuff. Yeah. You can tell when people full of air. But um <laughs> anyway. What's what, oh. what's next on the docket, girl? Period. Uh-huh. What's next on the docket? Um, <laughs> let me see. <laughs> but you really gotta watch out the entanglements and stuff, cause like I mean, I don't know. Well, I feel like this is the the one of the bigger lessons here is like you're constantly entering in contracts and negotiations with people like relationships, you know, whether they be platonic or romantic or sexual, or whatever, like you're entering something. So like it's best you understand what you're entering and be very clear and don't assume like, because some people are going like Jada's like, this is just an entanglement. And here <laughs> yeah. August is like, I died, like, I, I'm good. I love you. Like, I, I gave you my entire soul. He like, literally did. Y'all are in two different books. Yeah. Two different books. Basically, so. Yeah. So I'm saying, August, if you're listening to this, um, hit me up on Instagram <laughs> at Millennial Soul Food. And I have you. I'm living in New Orleans, so, you know. Right. Um, Slide in the DMs. I cook great gumbo and jambalaya. <laughs> I make it all, you know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Renaissance type of lady, you know. So. Uh huh. Um. Anyway. Um. So, 
Well, I wanted to kind of maybe divert from the celebrity news for a, few, a second. <laughs> I feel like this is just like a kiki, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I love it. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm living. Um, what is the like most frequently asked question that you get about like spirituality? Um, because I know I forgot. I mean, I I the int- we I did the intro like before we start talking or whatever. Um, well, I will have done it by the time this episode comes out. But yeah, I know that you do spiritual home cleansings, root work, tarot, um, and the the dirty hoodoo. What is the question that people ask you the most most often? Lately, I'm getting two types of main type two main types of questions. One is about cleansing, which um, I love those questions. I, I love both of these types of questions. Um, but it's either about cleansing and I'm, I need help or something like that. Or it's about, um, I get a lot of loose questions about hoodoo in general and like, uh, Christianity. And I love those questions from black people who are like, I'm trying to figure this out. Like I had a reading with someone today, even though I wasn't supposed to do readings, I forgot to block out that hour and she got it. Mm. But, (laughs) <laughs> it was good because everything that she brought up, I was like, damn, I, I went through all of that shit. Oh, um, showing the Underground Railroad, child, yeah. <laughs> to Saturn. She was talking about, uh, you know, Christianity, like how she grew up, you know, heavily Christian and her family um, is weird about her studying hoodoo and um, she even was talking about her spouse and i was like yeah like oh I'm, god I'm the spouse like is he yeah, he's weird too huh he's not into her doing the hoodoo or whatever no oh no. fuck that's when it's like damn i know like mm, mm, i have you ever had a significant other that was just not feeling your spirituality i'm a five planet six placement saturn i've been single my whole life Girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. But if I did, no, that would not go. I'm, I'm my Mars is in Aries, Venus Sagittarius. That's kind of like period. You got to know I'm weird. But yeah. I. But before I would say, well, um, I guess I've always been kind of weird. So even dudes I was talking to, kind of like, they knew like what I was into. I guess yeah. Would you try to be cute and try to like cover it? cover what like not fully say that you were into like you know oh well uh, sh- yeah i mean especially whenever i first like moved here or whatever um uh, or if i'm like i guess it also depends on like how sexually frustrated i am you know because i guess being gay you know you just meet people online a lot of times but um right. i don't know i guess like i guess i would uh yeah definitely let me try to quit acting I definitely would used to. I did kind of have this situation with like an older gentleman one time, and I think he was just really into it. But <laughs> I'm trying to say, decide what I want to say and what I don't want to say on here, child. What this might have to be for the future future Patreon episode under the abortion. But um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I haven't honestly. I haven't because um, I've always. I guess I've kind of been a pretty fringe type girl like for a long 
all my life almost. Uh-huh. Yeah, even like, yeah, throughout college, yeah, I don't know. I've kind of, I don't know, yeah. But I totally understand, you know, what, are you saying, like, you were asking me if I've ever been with someone who wasn't into the, the hoodoo, which stuff, right? Or not fully, like, understanding, or, like, you had to maybe, like, I've, I'm trying to think. I've never dated anybody who didn't get it, or it was just, but I've talked to guys where I'm like, oh, I'm scaring them. Oh, they're leaving. <laughs> yeah, and then I think like, also... You check out, and you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, and I think also it's... um harder to find that with man because men kind of like generally are not super spiritual like that you know right <laughs> men suck but <laughs> at the same time i can i can see how this was a woman you were talking to right yeah i can see how especially women fall into that because like a lot of times like you know men don't want to see all of women you know what i mean so it's like even if they could be into even, you know, if I meet a woman sometimes, like, I can, we usually just start talking about spirituality stuff. Like, if we click, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm like, I get along with women, like, the most. And, like, you know, a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I mean, you know, like, they, you start yeah. talking about, like, oh, well, I'm kind of into this. But you can tell that they're, like, kind of interested in hoodoo a little bit. You know what I mean? Right. But it's, but other men, straight men may not pick up on that, you know? They may not be like, oh, well, she's kind of interested in yoni work or like, um, you know, like candle manifestation and stuff. Uh-huh. And then so I think it's like a lot of times like the men ignore it. And that's like, you know, that's not the woman's fault. Right. And then it's like, especially if you laying it down the right way, then she's going to people who you don't know, have good sex, have good realizations about life. Come on. <laughs> so how are you gonna try to lay it down and then she's trying to grow and you're like, oh, what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I haven't. I wish I had that, but you know, I'm. I'm not really. That's not my life. I don't know. I have been in the streets, but yeah. Anyway, I do totally see how that can happen, and like, I don't know. For me, especially being like a tarot girl, I think it does make dating difficult because especially on like jacked like i guess i guess like jacked or, <laughs> damn i'm like really talking jacked or, <laughs> <laughs> like you know the apps i i prefer hinge a little bit because it's a little bit say, like hinge is like you're going to whole foods to grocery shop yeah hinge is like you're going to whole foods to grab to grocery shop but i like me a little scruff too but yeah. um, I'm a multifaceted type of girl, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> got layers. I have layers. Hay niveles. Es esta puta tiene niveles, yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I'm also drinking this um this gin and juice. Estoy tomando. Un poquito de alcohol, entonces I am a little bit borrachito. Do you speak Spanish? Un poquito. Okay. Borrachito is like a cute tipsy. Um, Mm -hmm. 
But anyway, yeah, I don't know. Um, I do find that unfortunate, but I do, like, as a tarot reader, it's difficult to find people to date because, like, I have definitely, like, met people on the apps and then I know that they see my Instagram and then they're like, ooh. And then also, like, I am physically, like, pretty, I guess, like, mask-looking, quote-unquote, in pictures, you know? But then whenever I start talking to people, it's, like, different. So, I... I, Ain't that the... Sorry. Oh, (laughs) yeah! Because I identify... I identify as, like, gender non-conforming or gender non-binary, but I don't really... I'm not... I'm lazy with my stuff, so... I mean, I don't even really dress that spiritual, quote-unquote, you know what I mean? Like... I'm kind of like a very like I mean you can tell I'm gay but I just wear like gym shorts and like a shirt or if I'm you know if I'm like you know I know how to step out <laughs> period but but it's annoying because they like see you know they see this fine ass girl in the picture and you know I'm dark and like have like high cheekbones and stuff like that well you got high cheekbones you know we be looking hella sharp and then they expect you to be like yo what's up hey I need <laughs> You know, I ain't even really like that, though, but, but that's what they expect. And I'm sitting here like, one person even told me they thought I was going to have like an African accent and sound like I was like are you super sick? smart. Oh yeah. Wow. So I guess they expect you to be like, yeah, because um, I don't really know what was even going on. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, sis, what's up? Uh, okay. Right, right, right. Okay. Hey. Yeah, I went. This is kind of a sidetracking, but I went to meet up with this one dude one time, and he got in the car, and I was like, "Okay, girl, what's up?" And then he was like, "Don't call me girl," and I was like, "Get your ass out of my car." <laughs> Get to stepping. Yeah, bete a la puta verga. Yeah. Bete a la verga. Yeah. Don't call me girl. Get the hell out. Get your ass. You know where to. Get your ass a la puerta, where you came from. Oh my god. Like, that's, not that's so true. They see they see the cheekbones, the dark skin. Oh, he must be masked. <laughs> and that's you know your girl, like I go to the gym too, so, you know, she got a nice body too. But that's what they see and then it's like you know, the whole like, oh my god, like top and all this stuff. Right. And so right. I'm just like, yeah. So I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I, don't, I deleted. I deleted my apps. I mean, I'm gonna probably re-download them tomorrow. But you know how you go through the cycle where you're like, I'm holy and sanctified today. Yeah. And then you're yes. like, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what it is about spirit, but like as soon as I take my baths and as soon as I say I'm gonna delete everything, boop boop boop. Hey stranger, how are you? Oh. oh, my God. Like, oh okay. For some reason, maybe it was because I was born on one, but the new moons be popping for me. Uh, Or they used to be, especially uh, when I was in Chicago, Lord. (laughs) But this was also, this one time, it was like someone I had, the only time I did a honey jar, um, uh, I got kind of a little bit too turned out, and it was like, I can't do that again. But I think, like your target got turned out? Um, I got turned out in the bed. Ooh. Oh, oh. <laughs> it was this half wow. Jamaican dude. I was like, ciao. But it was a lot. Um, yeah, he was in a black fraternity. Oh. And also was going to, um, 
I mean, he might not be listening to this. He was at he was at Northwestern. I ain't saying no names, but it was it was an interesting affair. But it was I had done a honey jar like before I had met him, and so yeah. But he wound up being an asshole. But whatever. What goes around comes back around. Hey, (laughs) my baby. (laughs) There was a time. I was on live the other day and just was singing. Everybody was into it. <clears throat> I was like, shit, girl. I might record my album. Come on now. I do have five songs, though, that I recorded maybe like five years ago. Like you wrote? Yes, girl. I like wrote okay. the songs. It's kind of like, it's like, you know how like 3-6 Mafia sounds? Yeah. Like I'm really into like, it's kind of like that, but like kind of like spacey. Because, like, where I'm from, like, in Mississippi, like, around the Memphis area, it's, like, um, I guess like, kind of, like, gothic rap is very popular there. Like, you know how, like, 3-6 Mafia, they sing about, like, death and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Like, you don't know what you gonna So, it was kind of like that, um, and, like, about, like, smoking weed and ascension and stuff, so. Okay. I, it's, it's tight. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to release them songs, but... You know, and then I had one, it was like, it was called Smoke and Stroke. And I would be like, lay it down. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. I'm a, you know, I, a girl, you know, I'm period here for the mission. So the mission, but you know, I gotta, I'm here for the podcast and stuff. But you know, I don't put the music out. I'm just doing too much shit. You know, I'm in grad school too, girl. It's okay. Um, You're multi-talented, and in time, everything will, you know, all your talents will get there. In time. Then we'll see. Harvest Um, reaping, so I'm ready for that. But yeah, I don't know. But have you had anyone who is, like, kind of weird about um, you practicing or what? Some, like... Around the time I started taking my practice more seriously, and when I say like taking it seriously, like I stopped looking at who is like tricks for mm-hmm. me to like get a job and you know, here and there sort of stuff. Like when I actually set up my ancestral altars and like you know, really honed in on consistency. Um, I was dating this one guy and he was kind of weird about it, but still wanted to know more. So like I felt like I felt uncomfortable, but at the same time, like I knew he was intrigued. Um, and then the whole thing ended up not going anywhere because he like ghosted me for a month, and then now we're okay, like in terms of like friends. But um, mm. I just remember that experience of like. I don't want this. Like, I don't want to half hide anything that I'm doing. And I don't want to like, you know, censor the shit, mm-hmm. censor my practice or censor my spirituality <laughs> around a guy. Like it's going to be everything hanging out. And I'm like, if, if I need to, you know, be up at 3am doing something like you better not bat an eye about it. Hmm. Cause the spirits will come through with a machete and cut your dick. Right, um, <laughs> right. <laughs> That's one thing, yeah. I mean, so do you, like, like, let's say this was a situation where you were, like, hooking up. Would you, like, hide your altar or, like, would you leave it out? Um, 
well, I have not hosted in years. And even, like, in any of the spaces, I think when I was in L.A., I would purposely not host because I was like, I don't want to have to hide my altar. Like, I don't want to have to hide my altar, but also, like, ancestral altar. I would feel weird, like, having a random over, and my ancestors are probably like, Hello. You trying to surfboard and they you over here listening to the ancestors. Yes. <laughs> Not you ignoring us. Like let us tip a candle over. <laughs> oh! Yeah. Oh my I god. Like, you know what? Um, I'll travel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mobile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, this is just to say, especially for the women followers, don't don't put you the power of your yoni into the hands of another man or a woman Mm-mm. or period. I want to say this is just for everybody. Not even this is for everybody. Don't put your ashe in the hands of somebody else. Cause yeah, especially if you're looking to ascend and stuff like that. I'm. I don't know. I don't really have a lot of theories about love to be honest. Um. Cause I'm 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 a Capricorn type girl. I, I keep saying that. I might have my own defense mechanisms about it, but for some reason I don't know. I I love doing like manifestation readings and stuff like that, and focusing on that. Cause for me, just love is so unpredictable. I don't even. It's hard. <laughs> I just like literally. But, I, no, that's a very I don't know. that's a very earth sign thing to be like. <laughs> let me delete these feelings real quick because they are not <laughs> they in my way. <laughs> Control alt delete. Kaya yeah. <laughs> no, I I mean that's yeah. why that's why we get fucked up a lot of the times with these emotional transits where it's like, all right, <laughs> sit and deal with your feelings. Ooh. Like delete, delete, delete. <laughs> Backspace. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna create a new section of our website where you can submit <laughs> and I'm like, oh fuck. Anyway. <laughs> No, I mean, I don't know. I You got me thinking now. I don't know. I don't know. I just Oh, I just I'm kind of impatient sometimes with other people like that. I feel you. But it's and like I don't know. You can't let someone answer, else dim sorry, your I'm light. You <laughs> what do you say? I I was cutting you off and I was, all I was going to say is on my end of things like like I want to control things more than I think I do Mm -hmm. so like Mm -hmm. if things aren't going my way like if things happen to be going my way and I didn't do any spell work I didn't do anything or didn't tell somebody to do something then I'm just like well all right but then when things don't I'm like fighting the urge I'm just like grinding my teeth like bitch okay okay really give me an example what are you talking about like um if I'm uncomfortable somewhere, uh, like say I'm with a group of friends and I'm just like, I don't really favor these people, but I'm here for this one person or I'm here for this, you know, um, like this person I'm dating or something like that. Then, um, I'm like grinding my teeth. I'm like, mm-hmm, okay. All right. <laughs> like I can't be, I have a hard time being fake around things and people that I just do not like. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very expressive and for me to like, you know, take all that down and hide it, it's, it's, it's messy. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
so yeah when things are generally going in my direction of like okay yes I wanted to do this or I'm happy about this then like the world knows it like I don't I don't hide it mm-hmm. yeah wow well yeah <clears throat> these entanglements are messy but what was your advice kind of for the person about the um handling like having kind of like people who weren't into what she was doing spiritually and her well, family and stuff actually my advice was more so towards um i saw that she needed to take a bath and she ne- needed to specifically call on um the ancestors of her matriarchal line like the women and her family and call for intercession and call for uh like in that safe space of a bath call for them to remove sort of layers that need to be peeled off Mm. and the more that she stepped into ancestral veneration and started um and i explained to her like that's you're not worshiping your ancestors you're just creating a connection and finding different ways to uplift them and clear up a communication line with them Mm -hmm. Um, then you can get to things of them softening hearts in your family so that you can have open conversations about spirituality and it not be like you talking to a robot who only can talk about Jesus and the church and Mm. that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's so cool that you explain that. And I think especially with the, you're not worshiping your ancestors, but you're venerating them. Like honoring your ancestors is different. And then also people need to understand that like we have, anytime I say like people need to understand, that means I'm about to go in. Um, But like we have a lot of idols that we worship in the public sphere. Right. So people don't even really, they don't even understand how they, they're so afraid of idolatry and stuff like that. An idolatry that's based on a text that is manipulative and that Uh they selected different parts of the Bible to publish, you know, the Gnostic, they, you know, that was in the Dead Sea Scrolls. But, um... I think it's just interesting how, like, you know, you just got to watch out um, which parts you pick and choose of the Bible and be be right. really aware of um, the parts that, like, you know, that are quote-unquote bad and that people, like, view as bad, but that are kind of a part of, like, a whole scheme to manipulate. But there's mm-hmm. plenty of, like, I there's so much idolatry out there, so... I think that's really, you know, even cell phones are kind of like a form of idolatry, I feel like. True. So people um, need to watch out. I just kind of Speaking went, of ancestral uh-huh. veneration and not ancestral worship, like that, I didn't want to go into this through the reading with her, but I'm like, we do this on the daily, and especially with this conversation about, you know, um, tearing down... Uh, uh, what are they? Not Confederate statues and stuff like that. Oh like we, yeah. We worship white ancestry and we uplift white ancestry in this country, like, like nothing. Like we don't even think about unconsciously how much ancestral veneration happens in this country for white people. That when we think about doing the same for black people or ancestral veneration, the word for black people, it just feels wrong for a lot of people. It's like, oh, I don't, mm, we don't, mm. 
It's like, no, we do that shit for white people. Hmm. Like, could you imagine? And that's why people aren't really on Kanye's ass about those Harriet Tubman comments. Oh, child. <laughs> oh, my God. Bitch. Uh, Next on the docket. Yes. Okay. Hold on. Next case. Like, it breaks my heart being a former Kanye fan because. um, Which which album were you uh, was the fan? Which when did you start being a fan? Okay, so I started being a fan at college dropout, like. Jesus walks. I was I was super into church at that time too. I was just like, yes, like, <laughs> and then listening to the rest of the album, I'm like, okay, but yes, like, still, I'm in it. Mm-hmm. And then I don't think I fell off. I maybe took a break around 808. That's uh, when I started. Li- that's the only album I liked of his, but I think because it was more like techno. Oh, <laughs> uh, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't in techno at that point. I just didn't get it. And, um, I fell off when he went, um, it was some, it wasn't, um, album that had blood on the leaves. Oh, okay. Let me see. I forgot the name of that one. Um, let me see really quickly. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah. Blood on the leaves is on that album. Mm. Black skinhead. All that stuff. That was mm. I was like, oh, okay. There is oh. so much going on with this. This, let's just kind of go into it. You know, I like to talk about yeah. the spiritual aspects of it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I do. Definitely, I don't know, <laughs> Kanye. Like, I know that he is. He has bipolar um disorder, and so these are um like manic episodes and stuff like that but um the support system is just like warped you know what i mean yeah and then i don't know like just the energy around all of it i don't know what he was doing before like because i feel like of course the death of his mother um was like very traumatizing because you do you know how his mom died yeah. Yeah, from the plastic surgery. surgery. Yeah, so that and then it's just weird how like you go like his mom dies from plastic surgery and then he starts going with someone who's like literally known for plastic surgery, you know, operation, right. you know, or can be or using plastic surgery to attain like a kind of aspirant type of black identity, you know. Mm, yeah. So there's yeah. just like a lot. It's kind of like very, I don't know. I mean, Kim Kardashian isn't a Rachel Dolezal, but it's just weird how like he went from that to that. And then also like no one ever really talks about his family, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, And then it's just weird the rhetoric that he's like, that he attaches to, you know? Or that he like, you know, just the g- Trump stuff. But also, that's the the characteristics of, like, a megalomaniac. Right. So I think this is, like, megalomania that we're seeing, like, play out. Because it's, like, someone who doesn't have, like, they have just a lot of power. And no one's going to stop them, you know? Right. 
If Kanye had enough backing, he could win president. Because Ooh. that's the matrix that we live in, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's yeah. sad and stuff like that, but I just feel like the energy is weird, and then in some ways, <clears throat> I feel like he tried to cross Chris Jenner, and Chris Jenner is a witch. And you do <laughs> not. Chris Jenner? She, she was like... I feel like he tried to be like, listen, I'm the... Ma-. And then Chris was like, if... She went to some witch doctor and was like, listen, I got this motherfucker in my house trying to tell me what to do. I need you to give me some roots to put on him. Because, you know, because I don't know if you know, do you know about the candle thing that she had in the 90s? I saw something on that. She was working with a psychic. I mean, some YouTube people kind of like, I think it's to sensationalize it, they like act like it was her doing like demon work and stuff which I don't really know who knows Hollywood but this candle person she was working with was literally like a love and light kind of person you know and they worked together um and these were like fixed candles okay (laughs) like they were like had special ingredients in them and they're like $40 each and this was back in like the early 90s so it's like and she was saying literally like this is using candle they didn't say magic but they were saying this is intention setting with candles and this the candles were best selling and this is when she was between Rob or what's his name um the one that defended OJ her her um her oh, Rob Kardashian is that him i think so. yeah yeah rob yeah um this is when she was oh wait with- that has yeah, yeah, the husband's name is Rob, I think. Yeah, and whenever this was when they were together, um, and she was doing the candles and stuff. So, you know, if there's a little bit of ritual, and then apparently there was like this one episode where like Kim had an altar in her closet, and she, it was like, "Don't go in there," like on the episode. Oh. Um, yeah. I don't know, but I do really feel like I don't know. I think. I think Kanye has kind of just been really stupid in his moves or whatever. And I mean, I'm not, I don't want to like, you know, talk about someone who has like bipolar and stuff like that. But also it's like, people need to take a certain account, a level of accountability and be like, you know, go to your doctor. Right. I mean, so like on one hand, I do feel bad, but on the, like, just because someone has a mental illness does not absolve them of their words and their actions so because he says some pretty pretty messed up stuff pretty messed up stuff like some pretty shitty stuff and there was a black girl in the audience who he was targeting some black girl who he brought up to ask a question and i forgot what the question was she was explaining everything that happened in her own video because all that they showed from the actual rally was him saying, and I don't know who you are because you have a mask on. And then he walks off. And the crowd is like, you know, doing the oh with him, kind of like trashing this girl. And she's like, so yeah, that was me. And this is what happened. Kanye pulled me on. Kanye asked people to come on stage and he was really rude with me. So I asked my question again. um, And I think he ignored her or something. And then um, went on a whole rant about her to her. Um, and then went off stage. 
Uh, well, what? But none of that can be like excused with, but he's bipolar. Um, no. But also, like for me, I don't know this. Like whenever mental illness comes into play, especially with black people, my mind instantly just goes to spirituality, and it's like we like. There's a soft spot in my heart for black people with mental illness because I do feel like a lot of the time that is possibly a spiritual gift that is ignored um, or misdiagnosed or put in the wrong, like people aren't taking care of it. And I feel Mm -hmm. like there's some people who are actually bipolar who are just conduits of heavy information from the spiritual realm. And it's like, like, that could be genius type of information, but if you don't know what to do with it, yeah, it could make you really depressed. Like, and he is. It, I mean, I think he is a creative genius, and I yeah. definitely. I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like it's like one of those cases where if you are experiencing this, the what he's experiencing, then you mm-hmm. kind of your like automatic throwback, or I don't know how to say another word, but it's kind of like your instinctual reaction is to go to like the most traumatic but i guess nostalgic dogma that you can i guess think of and i guess like yeah for him that is like christianity is like his exactly in his mind the best way to be like pure and like you know no abortion to go super conservative mm-hmm. which it's annoying because i feel like that's kind of like a thing with hetero black men because black man straight black man voted for trump <laughs> you know yeah. So it's just weird. I think that is also one of the reasons I can never really listen to a lot of Kanye's music too is because it represented a kind of masculinity that I never really identified with. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm my anger is more queer anger, and I do honestly mm-hmm. feel kind of like I don't know. I feel like Kanye got some queer energy that's unchanneled. Um, but because he is a he's a creative genius, and I don't know if you're I I don't know. I'm not, I ain't trying to say nobody gay, but I feel like there's there's a lot of stuff that's like kind of si- being siphoned, or you know, there's like it's like bottlenecks sort of. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we won't ever know the whole story and stuff like that, but at the same time, it's just kind of like I don't know. I don't really think he understood what he was getting himself into whenever he got into like that family, you know. Cause these are yeah. some these are some manifestate another for another instance of strong Kali energy. I think a lot of sometimes men be thinking they know what's up, and it's like, dude, listen, <laughs> you know this. See, is- <laughs> see, and that's the thing. Like, I don't know the way the world is set up nowadays. Like with a lot of societies being mostly fraternal and male-led like back in the day when things were more matriarchal like there's a reason for that because most of most women and you know femme folk like that's where the knowing comes from so right you sitting up here thinking you know everything that's why these guys end up in these situations where a woman is turning their head and it's like you thought you knew (laughs) everything well i guess you didn't and like, like Chris, that. Chris is gonna look out for Kim number one. Yeah, that's that matriarch. Uh-huh. So I don't know. It's just weird. A, a lot of weird energy. 
Let me. Um, oh, here's okay. Here's something that <laughs> kind of hit me the other day. Um, so you know how people always talk about that book, The Forty Eight Laws of Power. Yeah, isn't that book kind of problematic? I've I have only heard of it one time, to be honest. I don't think the book in and of itself is problematic. So I the way it. people use it, I guess. The way people interpret it is problematic because people read it. A lot of like men and hip hop and like a lot of straight men love that book because they're like, yeah, that's how you you run things and da 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 da. No, it's not. It's actually not. Um, it's a great book to understand how people will try to run game and try to manipulate and try to play you. Hmm. So you can really see like, Oh, you were trying to do that thing. Okay. Well, no, here's how I, you know, but there's another book that, um, the same writer wrote called the art of seduction. And I think that book is more, um, interesting in my opinion, because with seduction, a lot of people, can figure out ways to usurp power and turn things around in their favor versus somebody who thinks that they're it's it's i i forgot about those two books and i was like dang wow this is more fam the seduction Hmm? the seduction feels like more fam yeah yeah it does it has more examples of women and femmes throughout history who have like done some 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 amazing things. Yes, yes, yeah. I love it. Oh my god, I'm looking at the Forty Eight Laws right now. This is interesting. Yeah, for me that book was a game changer because I grew up very naive and trusting a lot of people, and that's just how I was raised. Um, mm-hmm. Because for the most part, I did grow up around a lot of trustworthy people, but like you know, you navigate the world and you're like, oh everybody is not trustworthy Hmm. so that book helped me realize oh that's what so-and-so was trying to do oh that's what okay what was one of your favorite 48 laws i'd have to go back and try to remember some of them um i think these some of these are interesting like um what do you say i do know that some people um I can't even... Look, I got the book nearby. Hold on. Yes, I will say I really like um, Conceal Your Intentions is very interesting. Mm. Kind of feels like living as a black person in a white world. True. Learn how to code switch. (laughs) Motherfucker, code switch. Code switch. You better code switch for the gods, girl. Mm. Oh my god, this is very interesting though. Um let's see. Another one that seems really interesting is well, I guess concealing your intentions can be really important because especially if you're trying to kind of what'd you say? were you about to say something? No, no, go ahead. Oh yeah. I guess as far as like for me, whenever I meet new people, like I usually don't just tell them everything about me, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, you kind of want to be... Part, there, there is power in silence. And there's power in, like, letting people reveal themselves to you. True. Because for True. me, I'm I'm the type, like... I feel like I'm a very, like... I'm a very, like, congenial, you know, people, like... 
know get to know me you know it's i'm a good person to get i'm easy to get along with and stuff but people Mm -hmm. don't like know me you know right i guess that's also because i have like five different personalities but (laughs) (laughs) is that a capricorn trait i feel like it is it sounds like it it's like yeah capricorns have like 10 different cells and so like you know Y'all They're know. like switching out like a chess game, like oh. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, let me act like this in this situation. Did you find yeah. the book? Yeah, one of them. Um, wait, I'm trying to remember the one that I was just like, oh, yeah, number seven. Get others to do the work for you, but always take the credit. Child, people used to run that on me, and I'm like, oh, <gasps> okay, now I see it. Now I see it. How so, girl? Well, you know, I love to work. I love mm. to do physical, like, sort of stuff. And if I'm one of those people, like, I would not recognize that somebody was trying to trick me into um, doing more work under the guise of me trying to prove that I can do it. Mm. Or me trying to prove, like hindsight now i'm like yeah they obviously know that you can work they obviously know that you're going to do a great job they're trying to maximize or profit off of you know you doing more work or doing the work period Mm -hmm. like it's not that they are incapable of doing the work they just don't want to and they want they want someone to do it and you're going to do it anyways Hmm. so for me the the lesson i internalized from that was sometimes you just gotta let things fall like some sometimes you just gotta you know pull your cards out Mm -hmm. Hmm. because if they're not gonna do anything and they're waiting for you to like you know build the thing or whatever for free or for cheap or you know and all they'll do is just worry about your complaining later like it's a better power move to just be like you know what i'm not I'm good. I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love it. Yeah. You gotta choose your battles. Choose your battles. That's a huge one. Period. hmm Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that book out. It looks like it's a really cool book to just kind of like, I guess kind of like for people especially who don't naturally have like street smarts or whatever. Or not street smarts, yeah. but like, I guess like feel kind of naive and stuff this i think this is a really good book especially if you're moving to an urban environment well right i wouldn't even say street smarts because i feel like some of this stuff is like what those super capitalists like people who used to admire donald trump um who are like oh yeah yeah. if you want to make it in the business world you got to act like this and you do like this and step over people like but these are the types of things that they would hold as like gospel true mm-hmm. so it's um, it's cool to like see how their brain works and be like oh you thought you were okay cool no <laughs> hmm. pivot recognize the devil yeah that's really cool that's what's up um well let's see what else did we want to talk about um oh my god <sighs> praying for meg the stallion the whole community is just acting a fool over this shit. I can't believe it. Yeah, people I making fun of her it. and like, I don't know. Also, I saw this one like blogger was who was like, 
making fun of her for not having gone to the police and being like, that's why it's not like it's not serious because she hasn't gone to the police about like being shot in the foot when it's kind of like people who are traumatized like one a lot of domestic abuse cases get dismissed in court so Uh you can't really blame someone for like not going to the police you know what i mean Uh of course i'm saying for anyone who is going through anything if you can go to the police period you need to but at the same time people who are traumatized like you know it's not like it's a lot and then also, the, Tori has like a lot of money. So, also, didn't we just go through a whole like massive conversation about not using the police or defunding the police? So, like, let's not get on Megan's case if she so chooses not to want to go through the police right now. True, exactly. So I don't know. Make any sense? I think it's just showing a lot of people just showing their ass, like people ignoring parts of this Nick Cannon story about right. the transphobic comments that he made about not wanting to wear a dress and all this stuff. But I, I oh we, well, we already talked about this, but I can, well, we talked about it off of the record, but just uh-huh. for the record, you know, we spilled the tea off the record, but, um, Wendy <laughs> 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 Williams coming out of me. Um, but, um, yeah, Nick Cannon, especially, I think a lot of people are paying attention to the anti-Semitic comments that he made, um, which were, like, pretty out there. But, um, he also made, like, some transphobic comments because that person, I think, what's his name, Professor Griff, he has this theory. He's one of those people who's like, you know, there's, like, a homosexual agenda in Hollywood. And first off, I wanted to say, like, just for my real occult bitches out there, like, there is phallic worship, you know, in occults, you know? So okay. if they were, even if they were doing that, I think the saying that it's, like, gay is like, and making that wrong is kind of, like, not looking at the power dynamic of it, you know? And, like, understanding, like, in occultism, like, there is worship of, like, genitalia. Right. And I don't know what they're doing all in Hollywood, but if that is what they're doing, you know... But, um, he, like, really, he really talks about that a whole lot. And then Nick Cannon goes on in the interview, which Nick Cannon was just talking too much. It was kind of like, even if you do believe this stuff, let the person you're, who's your guest say it so you don't get fired. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, too, just, (laughs) why are you even talking about this stuff? But, um, he was talking about, like, regretting dressing up as a woman because he felt like... It was him being used by Hollywood. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I feel like he's talking about when he was on all that. And Let like, me see. Let me look it up. What A kid with Keenan. It wasn't even like... <sighs> I love that song. This is all that. This yes. is all that. Oh, okay. He yeah, looked good he as a girl, too. Time. He was probably like, damn, I look too good like this. <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Also, this reminds me of the Netflix movie Disclosure. Have you seen that? No. 
It's about trans um people throughout oh, history. Wait, oh yes, yes, yes. I need to finish watching it. Um oh my god. <coughs> that movie is so good. That movie oh god. If you have not seen it, disclosure on Netflix, it's about um trans identity throughout history and entertainment specifically. But the reason I was thinking about it um with this was just because they were talking about how a lot of um, straight men dress mm-hmm. as women as a form of comedy and don't understand how it trivializes the experiences of actual trans people. Right. And um, I for me, I I have to finish. I think I have to. Fi- I think I did finish it, but I had to take a little break because it was triggering for me. I was like, oof, Jesus. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's very important for people to like know about this kind of stuff. But yeah, definitely if you haven't checked it out, check out Disclosure. Um But yeah, I see it right now. He's like in the, the um Bon Kui Kui like kinda wear. Right, right. Um one thing I was gonna say, when you went from Megan to Nick, I was like, What a good parallel. Somebody Megan, who needs a spiritual advisor, and Nick, who needs a better spiritual advisor. (laughs) (laughs) He needs a bed, definitely needs a better one. And Megan, Uh, I think, because, I mean, I feel, I mean, she's Creole and from Houston. Like, Houston uh, is four hours down the road from New Orleans. Like, she could have been done. She needs to be on that Solange tip instead of trying to be out here with Kylie Jenna and hanging yeah. out with Tori she needs to be out here with an advisor cause I think Megan has like she has so much fire energy you know what I mean and she has mm-hmm. like a, a she's a very powerful force you know a f- very powerful femme like sexual force mm-hmm. and I feel like at times I think she probably was thinking like oh I got this Oh yeah, whatever. Right. But right. I think she she has a lot of powerful guides behind her because her mama is her mother like um, passed away like right right but you know right before she got really big and stuff and I think her mother is like a huge ancestor that she has but also I feel like she has like a lot of matriarchal like femme fire energy but at the same time well. you got to be tapped in so. Because that video was just so disgraceful, like, seeing her, like, I think the police were being assholes, too, and, like, telling her and her friend, like, get on the ground, and they were in swimming suits, and it was, like, I don't know, it was kind of, like, just demeaning a little bit. Yeah. But she definitely does need an advisor. She should have asked Miss Tina. Like... But the reason I heard that because I heard, oh, well, so you know, I don't know if you noticed, but Beyonce didn't really advertise their song a whole lot. Oh, you're right. Yeah. And I hear the reason that that was was because the song got leaked earlier than the um, initial uh, planned leak date. And, like, Beyonce apparently doesn't do um, early leaks. You know, she's mm-hmm. tight with the deadline, so... She might have yeah. just been like, "Girl, I can't, I can't do this." 
It's true, because isn't it weird how she, like, literally the day after that song came out, Savage, the remix, she put up Kelly Rowland's coffee video. Oh. <laughs> Girl, you shady. She didn't post that at all on her Instagram, really. Damn. Listeners, p- comment and collect collect me if, I, if I'm saying this wrong, but I really don't think that, um... No, she didn't post anything about it. I'm looking right now. Because, the like, literally, she hasn't posted much, period. But she has Happy Birthday to Tina, the coffee post, and then the other thing about the release of the Ivy Park athletic wear, <laughs> which was, like, a long time ago. She... <laughs> 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 She doesn't play. Shady. No. So, I mean, there's literally, there's has, I mean, it's like one of the only features Beyonce's done all year. Right. Why didn't she post it, you know? And I think it's because, and I mean, then Meg Thee Stallion, she went through all that drama with her team subsequently kind of afterwards. Did you know about that? Yeah, she did. I'm telling you, she needs a spiritual advisor because then her team... But I think also it was bad contract type stuff because she was working with Jay-Z and then I think wanted to do more with them and the people that she was working with initially were like, um, no, the Houston producers or whatever, record mm-hmm. label. Um, obviously I study this like a fucking science. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. Isn't that weird though? I don't know. It's just a lot of bad luck. Like, literally, you're in a song with Beyonce and she doesn't even post it. It's so cold. I like, know! Well, man, I hate that for her. I know. She deserves better. I love Meg. Yeah. But, yeah, it just... I don't know. But I think she's gonna, you know, she's gonna rise up. I hope that she's going to therapy. Um, I mean... Yeah, it is a rough year for a lot of people. I feel like this is this is her come to Jesus moment where she's probably gonna like turn a lot of and it's crazy because this is such a like um if this if she was if these events happened for her in a non twenty twenty year, she'd probably keep going and not, you know, sit down and be like, what? Hold on, pause. Um <laughs> I need to rearrange some things ASAP. Mm-hmm. Uh, people need to get dropped. I need to fire you, you, you. Um, how did you let this happen? How did you let me get involved in this? How did you not cover for me here? Like, I feel like the wake up calls are too loud this year. So hopefully she um, can turn it around. Yeah, I feel like the wake up calls are fatal this year. They are. It's a lot happening. Yeah too much we are praying for meg please get you a good oh don't get ayala but get you somebody that's more <laughs> don't get an i ain't gonna say but get you somebody from the 20s from the millennial era you know oh, no. uh, you know i still love love watching ayala because it's just too crazy i i and also i mean i her episode with oprah um if she has a, a master class, I think it's like a podcast episode with Oprah. I was like, I was li- actually listening to that on a flight to LA one time and like cried my eyes out. 
Mm. Like, because it was just like, oh, she, her story is transformative. And so, you know, I always believe in honoring the journey of the elders, although it may not be very relatable to contemporary times. But yeah, I think um, I do. Yeah, Ayala, she's pretty special, but... That yeah. show is really, it's like, ugh, girl, why are you doing that? What is that one, like, I pop my pussy, I pop my pussy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say that in front of her. I pop, pop my, my I... butt, pop, pop my butt. <laughs> you know what that meant to Harriet Tubman? Oh, get the whip. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So terrible, but yeah, Meg definitely, she needs to definitely, I hope that she gets a spiritual advisor at some point. We need to keep seeing her come out with new music and continue to ascend, so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Who is this Lady Red person that you were talking about? Mm. Lady Red was this amazing drag queen in Los Angeles. Um, she, excuse me. Excuse me. Bless you. I just sneeze real quick. Um, Lady Red was this drag queen in Los Angeles who I ran into a number of times, um, but was super well known in the drag community, not just Los Angeles, but like everywhere around the world. Um, she was on. Hey Queen, which was like Johnny McGovern, he's um, kind of big in the gay scene, um, and they had a show together where they would interview, I think mostly drag queens from RuPaul's Drag Race, but also, um, I don't know if they had non-drag race queens, but she was a host on that show too, um, and of course she would perform, and every time I saw her, she was just so warm, and like... It felt like talking to a cousin. Like, there was no, like, standoffishness. Like, you know, some performers can be very, like, oh, no, darling, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Lady Red really felt like a family member every time I saw her. Um, sometimes I'd be just, like, walking down the street and, like, oh, my God, hey, Lady Red. Um, but she recently, she passed away yesterday, which is really sad because, um, she went to the hospital for a condition that she had and, um, Johnny McGovern posted about it and I felt bad because I did pray, but it just, it felt like she was going to recover. And then it was one of those situations where like, you know, as someone's recovering, I think she went into shock or something, and then um, that's when she passed away. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like cycling vomiting syndrome. Yeah. I've never heard of that. That's, But it's important to bring attention to it. Yeah. I could, wow. 2020! Fuck! This is a morning. This is a year. Oh, so many transitions you know yeah yeah wow it's a year for the books i tell you i know may she rest in peace yeah yes indeed um 
Well, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Um, I feel like there was, and I can't remember it right now. Oh, please remember. <laughs> oh, you know, okay. It was from the only, the only last thing I wanted to say was I listened to your recent episode, which was amazing. Um, you know, be like, yes, amen. Um, was about you talking about gifts and ancestral gifts, um, how a lot of people who are psychics and do have that gift um, have it in their family. And Mm -hmm. that hit me a couple years ago when I was, you know, sitting at dinner with a friend, like my best friend from high school. We were both in the same headspace of like, digging into our ancestry and we both came upon the same realization that nothing any of us are doing is really original within our family line like we might we personally might feel like a lone wolf within our immediate family but like if you dig up enough in your family somebody has done what you were doing or a variation of that and you might be continuing the work of that so like you were spot on i just wanted to um cheer on what you had said and uh add to that wow thank you so much girl yes 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 but yeah it is interesting sometimes i wonder like i don't know it does seem like a lot of people are born as the only intuitives of their family and stuff you know Uh so it's kind of interesting i wonder what that like means as far as like soul contract you know like because, I, I mean, I do think, like, I, I do feel like the soul understands everything that it has to go through in life. But, oh, yeah. But not, like, you know, there's, but not in a, on a level where, like, it's like the soul understands the blueprint to journey through the life to learn the lessons that it needs to learn. But the person isn't really going to understand why they are in this particular position, you know, or like part of life or whatever. Yeah, it takes a while to like uncover some of that. Or fucking um, until you die, I guess. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> For real, until, I mean, I think until like, until the last moment because, you know, like I am a Pluto and Scorpio. That's like my only water placement really. Well, we're that's our generation. But, um, I mean, I do think about it, like, you know, the last moments of people dying, it's like, you literally go through your whole life. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you, like, die super quickly or gradually, it's like, Uh you still review your life, and like, I don't know, I feel like there's, like, you just, like, learn a lot of stuff from that, and your soul, like already has had the information that's leading up to that moment, you know? Yeah. I feel like it's in the in-betweens. Like, mm-hmm. it's 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 in maybe the last moments of someone's life, but it's also in, like, I'm one of those people, when I wake up in the morning, it's like a crash landing. It's like, I have jet lag for maybe 30 minutes after I wake up. Where I'm just like, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. I'm like, who am I? Where am I? What's going on? What is this? Um, and it's been happening more frequently this year. Um, but 
those are the moments when I can really see like my purpose and like calling and all that sort of like the overarching things um, until I like am finally tapped in into like my body and this dimension. And then I'm like, oh, like some of it starts to fade away. Yeah, I totally get that. Like, yeah. I have friends since like um one of my um <laughs> one of my friends. Shout out to Hilda. Um, well, I used to give this person like readings, like and um we would do readings in Chicago, and um I have always every night that I dream, I I don't know this might be me being in Saturn, but it's like every night I'm on a mission and I'm like going through dream every dream like all right what's happening right here what are we doing (laughs) and I'm like I have like six different dreams and then like the other day my friend like messaged me this was like a few months they messaged me they were like I you you were talking in my dream and like we are working out like an issue that I was having and like this that's not the first time that she's told or that someone's told me that before so I'm like, damn, I be like going to everybody being like, get your life together because I don't need to fucking see you again in this level. We need to ascend. And so it's like, yeah. it's like, Wait, what is that song? What is that meme with Megan? <laughs> like, I'm running through your nigga house like a tornado. <laughs> <laughs> that is totally me. Like, yeah, so... Um, I don't know. I totally understand that. Just all the traveling and stuff in the dreams. Uh-huh. And I, I wake up and it takes like an hour for me to be like, wow, I'm in a body again. This is weird. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, thank you for um bringing that up and the upliftment. Uh-huh. Hi, nutty. Um, Well, thank you for so much for coming on to the show. Are you kidding? Thank you for having me. Oh, oh my God. This has been such a key, such an enjoyment. <laughs> I don't Highlight even fucking... Did weekend. we talk about anything, like, important besides <laughs> celebrity gossip? But whatever. This was fun as fuck. Yes. All right. Thank well, you. um... Thank you. Do you want to plug anything before, um... I stop recording? Oh... Oh well, fine. your Instagram, of course, website of, of products and stuff. So like, I'll be posting when I'm making too many. I feel like I'm making a whole smorgasbord of products because like, like uh, what? I'm making oils. It's like I have some jars sitting here, and I pray into them every day until they're done. Um, like, I got my money oil, my fame oil, my hire me oil, my fast luck oil somebody asked me to make a sugar daddy oil again oh girl yeah you're making my shadow side want that you know okay so one thing i might say on my page or somewhere but like um this is something that i've always understood but the words came to me this time of like oh when you're making a product you know whether it be an oil whether it be a powder whether it be anything it's like you have to tell a story you have to tell a spiritual story of how that thing's going to manifest. So like somebody posted, um, Hood Botanica posted this oil that she was making and I was staring at it. I was like, damn, I can really see a story in that. Like, wow. a, A good product. You can look at it and just see a story being told. It's like, it's something. 
That is so true. Yeah. I, well, I like the story that you tell with your products because I I like that you're like a hoodoo from like that part of the South. Like I've never ex really. I mean, I've gone to the Carolinas like twice, but I've never really like explored explored. And it's um, I don't know. Like you know the um, just like you use the a lot of the um ingredients and stuff from that area and. I don't know. I've just never really explored the Carolinas and stuff. You know, I'm a dirty South Bayou witch. Yes. <laughs> Delta, Mississippi Delta witch down here. Yeah. So, um, well, hopefully after this quarantine mess, I, I want to visit the Carolinas for sure. Oh, we gonna be we gonna be visiting. We gonna be visiting, swapping yes. space and hopping all through. Hey. Because I'm well, gonna be down there. Um. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Oh my God, what an amazing show. Yes, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single one of you and I'm sending you so much love. As I mentioned at the beginning of of the show, if you leave a review on iTunes, um, if you leave a five-star review, um, I will read it out loud. Um... Leave me a comment, you know, tell me what you've been thinking about the podcast, your favorite ones. Also, if you want to donate, as I mentioned earlier, my Venmo is at K-E-O-N dash D-I-L-L-O-N. My cash app is dollar sign capital E-L-D-R-A. And then my PayPal address, email address is K-E-O-N D-I-L-L-O-N at gmail.com. That's K-E-O-N d-i-l-l-o-n at gmail.com thank you so much and also my website is um millennial soul food m-i-l-l-e-n-n-i-a-l-s-o-u-l-f-o-o-d millennial soul food dot wix site w-i-x-s-i-t-e w-i-x-s-i-t-e dot com slash msf888 that's millennialsoulfood.wixsite.com slash msf888 and um check that out i have some pretty cool content on there and then you can follow me on instagram at millennialsoulfood.com um i'm also on twitter at keyonce at k-e-y underscore o-n underscore c-e so yes thank you so much for, for listening and i'm wishing you the best love and peace to all.